So how do you follow that? Well, watch this. Verse 1 says this. 
Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. And that's the verse we're going to talk about a good bit today. Seven times in Psalms we are told to do this. Psalm 66.1, make a joyful noise to God all the earth. Psalms 81.1, sing aloud to the God our strength. Make a joyful shout to the God of Jacob. Psalms 95.1, oh come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Psalms 95.2, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Psalms 98.4, shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Break forth in song, rejoice, and sing praises. Psalms 98.6, with trumpets and sounds of a horn, shout joyfully before the Lord the King. Now back to Psalms 101. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. There are a lot of lessons here that we can learn. These lessons are for those that can sing and those that can't. And hopefully you know which of those camps that you are in. In Psalm 101, we're told to make a joyful noise. If you can't sing, you should love the word noise. Shouldn't you? In Hebrew, it's a word, ruah, that means to raise a shout. To raise a shout. If you have trouble understanding what that means, go to a football game. If your team is winning, you are making a joyful noise, most likely. I saw a great example of a joyful noise this past week. We were at the beach with our family, and I got to spend a great deal of time with our one-year-old granddaughter, Annabelle. Annabelle is working on the English language. Her vocabulary is somewhat limited, but she's learning. One of her favorite words is wow. <laughs> wow. I took her out on the balcony, and there we looked at the Atlantic Ocean, and on cue, Annabelle said, wow. You hand her a remote control, or she grabs it from you, and she looks at it, and she says, wow. Her favorite toy this week, a red Solo cup. She'd pick it up and she'd say, wow. What Annabelle was doing was making a joyful noise. It is to be determined if she will be able to sing or not, I don't know. But I learned this, and I think it's so true for all of us, to first make a joyful noise, you must be joyful. To make a joyful noise, you have got to to be joyful. Being joyful is not an option, by the way. Scripture is clear about that. Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord most of the time. Again, I say most of the time. Is that what it says? No. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 repeats this. Rejoice always. There are too many Christians, and you know them, that act as if they were baptized in vinegar. And I don't want that. They're not rejoicing always, and we need to. One of the important things we need to realize when we make that joyful noise, we need to realize who we are making the noise to. We are making the noise to the Lord. You're not singing to Bill Hall. You're not singing for your pew. 
You're not even singing for yourself. You're singing to the Lord. We sing for the pleasure of God. God accepts our voice, our noise, based on our heart, not on our skill. Let me say that again. God accepts our noise based on our heart, not on our skill. If the greatest singer in the world does not know God, it is just knowing. If you have a range of one note, that note is all the more beautiful in the ears of the Lord if it's offered up to Him by someone that loves Him. In David Jeremiah's book, My Heart's Desire, he says this. He said, The joyfulness of the joyful noise isn't determined by the social evaluation of your instrument, but by the divine evaluation To make a joyful noise, you first must be joyful. If you're not yet convinced that you should be doing this, this next part is for you. If you think you're excluded from singing or making a noise, the last part of Psalms 101, all the earth. All the earth. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm talking about, he's talking about you. I'm talking about you. All of the earth. <clears throat> sermons come from all sorts of places we've been studying the book of Revelation on Wednesday night we're not far from wrapping it up and I noticed there's a lot of singing in Revelation there's an awful lot of singing in heaven and so this idea came from that at Easter we read this about Jesus entering Jerusalem I, I noticed this in Luke 19 as he came to the town of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go in that village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you'll see a young donkey tied that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks why you untie the colt, just say the Lord needs it. They went and found the colt just as Jesus had said. Sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? The disciples simply said, the Lord needs it. They brought the colt to Jesus, threw their garments over it for him to ride on. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing praises as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, glory in the highest heaven. The crowd sang and shouted. Some Pharisees among the crowds of teacher rebuked your followers for saying things like that. And music is so important to God. Jesus replied, if they kept quiet, those stones along the road would burst into cheers. The rocks would make a joyful noise. The first instance of rock music in the Bible. <laughs> so something's going on in Scripture about the importance of making that noise. At Christmas, we read about Christ's birth. Luke 2 tells a familiar story. There were the same city, same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock at night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. They were greatly afraid. The angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. 
There's born for you this day in the city of David the Savior, is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Suddenly there was the angel, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So as when the angels had gone away from there into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go down to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made God. God loves music. He announced the coming of Christ with a heavenly chorus. God loves your joyful noise, whether you like it or not. Believe it or not, this has been a long introduction to what I really wanted us to look at. Acts chapter 16 lets us know the importance of music. Acts chapter 16. Beginning verse 16. One day, as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money from her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God. They come to you to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And instantly it left. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered, so they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews, they shouted to the officials. They're teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas. The city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten. They were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in stocks. So you see why they're in jail? They healed a woman of demon possession and they're beaten and thrown in jail for that. If you didn't know the rest of the story, how would you write the ending? What would you say? So Paul and Silas got a lawyer and they wrote a nasty petition and they sued everybody. That's, that's the way today, isn't it? So Paul and Silas found, made a shiv and they stabbed a guard. And you would make up all sorts of things. But verse 25 is amazing. Around midnight, after being beaten, falsely imprisoned for healing someone. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. That's amazing. They were singing and praying. I don't know if Paul and Silas had good voices or not. I don't know if they were a good duet. I have no idea. I don't think it mattered to Paul and Silas. Whether they could sing or not, they were going to make a joyful noise, and they did. And what's really interesting is what we're told next. And the other prisoners were listening. The other people around them were listening and watching, seeing what was going on. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. The prison was shaken to its foundation. All the doors flew open. The chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill them. 
But Paul shouted to him, Stop, don't do it, we're all here. The jailer called for rights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what, what, I need what you have. What must I do to be saved? What is it that I could do that would make me sing when I was thrown in a dungeon and beaten on false charges? I want what you have. What can I do? They led him to Christ and his family that night. As a result of Paul and Silas rejoicing and making a joyful noise, two great things happened that I want you to remember. Number one, God showed up. God showed up. When we are obedient, when we trust God even in the tough times, when we make a joyful noise, when we don't feel like it, that's when God will show up. And he did that night. The next thing is fabulous. People were saved because Paul and Silas made a joyful noise. People came to know God. We know for a fact the jailer and his family came to Christ. The other prisoners, I bet some of them did too. So here's my challenge to you. Make a joyful noise. However you can. Wherever you can. Whenever you can. Make a joyful noise. Rejoice always. And say wow today and every day. When you think about this dancing birds and the still bird, which one are you? Which one ought you to be? There's a lot to rejoice over. Make that noise. The world's watching.